Welcome to Berks County Unsolved. Uh, this week we're going to take a look at the uh, murder and investigation surrounding Gary Miller here in Berks County. Gary was born on April 5th, 1956. He graduated from Governor Mifflin High School in 1974. And from what I've gathered, I believe he started working for Acme Markets right out of high school. At the time of his death, he was the night manager. He also worked as the night auditor at the Days Inn in Shillington, but his passion was his work as a gospel music promoter. For more than 20 years, Gary promoted gospel musicians touring the area, even booking Barbie Benton and the Grand Junction with opening act Crystal Gale to play in Reading at the Raya Theater on May 8, 1976. Gary had a good reputation, and after he was killed, several Acme customers came forward and said Gary had lent them money when they were short on cash. <clears throat> Others came forward and said that Gary would personally deliver groceries to the elderly or sick people who could not make it to the store that week. Coombe Detective H. Rob Wanner was an evidence technician at the scene of Gary's murder, but it has been his case since he was promoted to the crime unit in 2001. He has interviewed over 300 people about Gary, traveling as far as Oklahoma and has said, Even possible suspects say nice things about him. When everyone tells you they liked him, you have to conclude he was a genuinely nice person. The night of Gary's murder, he had dinner after work at a local diner with Brenda Cullen. Gary had a ham and turkey club, and they chatted mostly about work, but Gary also said some strange things to Brenda that night. Said things like, I need a new haircut, I need a new life, I need to be a new person. Which she says was never like Gary. It's almost like he felt his life was being threatened. It was around 1 a.m. when Brenda and Gary parted ways. Brenda says she thought it was odd that Gary drove towards the city of Reading instead of towards his Kumru Township home that he shared with his mother, Edith Miller, and stepfather, Robert Smith. I would say that's weird. I would say that's, let's start there. Yeah. Because uh, it's one o'clock in the morning, you've worked a long shift, and you're going to go to Reading. I drive that every day. We don't uh, know what, where they were at, like what diner they were at, though. Well... Like, let's be honest, there's only a couple over there that would make... I was thinking maybe, were they at Queen City? Hmm. I would think not. I would think they're over on Old 222, right around where there's a diner there now. I don't know what the name of it is. Like Tom Sturgis Pretzels over there. Deluxe Diner over there? Mm -hmm. Over that way? Yep. Could be. Yeah, I would think, I was thinking over there. And instead, because like... That would be right there at the porn shop. Where was the Acme at, though? I don't know. Is the Acme still there? there I'm not sure. There's buildings there that was, that there's like a warehouse or something now. Like, not a warehouse, but like a refurbished furniture place. Oh, okay. Like, it probably was an Acme, is what I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. It looks like... Across and from like the new Ollie's, sheets and behind the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, all these so big that's, stuff were that was stuff the Acme cheap. there? I'm not saying that. I don't know. We could probably look that up if we had a research department. Sure. <laughs> Say it. And then you can look for it. <laughs> no, I don't think that was it. But uh, that's what I'm thinking. So, and I'm, again, if you're making that turn to go that way to Reading, it's very just, you know, very um, purposeful. Purposeful move. So, uh, okay. So eventually Gary did make it back to, to Kumru. So he went 
that way, and he then he ended up. Forty five right. minutes later, he was back in Kumru anyway. Yeah. Where at one forty five on August sixth, nineteen ninety nine, he was sitting in his car in a parking lot at the former Route two twenty two news outlet, an adult bookstore that he had never gone into before and that he had never entered that night. He was shot once in the heart by someone standing outside his vehicle. When Gary was shot, he was sitting in his car reviewing paperwork for an album he was producing, and he was listening to the album. Uh, He went as far as to try to drive away. The car coasted a short distance on Route 222, veered off the road, and smashed through a fence and crashed into a tree. So he was dead when they found him. Yeah, which wouldn't be possible today because that is all gone now. Right, yeah. What I don't get, too, is like why... Why would he be in the porn star parking lot at one forty five reviewing paperwork? Because he was meeting God. somebody there to pay him off. Yeah, there's if when we had, get, had, that is the only acceptable. Mm. If he had, and first of all, I, have, I find it hard to believe that anyone could actually say with all certainty that he had never been there. Before. Yeah, yeah, they said he was never in right? there. I've read that and everything yeah. that I've read that said he'd never been there before, and I, I just. Especially if he gets off of work that we're late talking, at night. We're talking pre two thousand and one, pre you know, yeah. video cameras. No yeah, there was no way to track somebody everywhere they went. Who right. the hell and knows? Especially some, if he's getting off of work that at one late o'clock at night, and, yeah, every like night. A, and that right. place was open twenty four hours. Right. So, so who knows what people are doing in their private life? Is right. my point. I'm not judging him for that. However, it is very odd. Um, because again, like if you, if all you're doing is to meet someone. You have, I know you don't live it by yourself, but your parents are obviously asleep or your step-parents are asleep at 2 o'clock in the morning. Why would you meet somewhere that you had never, quote, you know, never been before? So I think it's just to keep up the whole family's gospel image, saying that he's never been in there. I don't think they had a gospel image at that point, though. They didn't? Yeah, he was, he was a, he was a fairly big-time gospel. Yeah, I had I read something too that I didn't put in the article here, but he must have been like a pretty big deal because he was invited to the CMAs a couple of times. Like his, his sister posted something about that she remembered going to the CMA awards with him one one year. Okay, so I mean, well, either way, uh, shot once, died in the car, and an employee inside the store heard it and uh, immediately called the police. But uh, before, let's see here. His half-sister, Gail Ditzler, says two weeks before he was killed, uh, Gary told his mother that he told someone, I'm sorry, Gary told his mother that he thought someone was following him. And a week before he was killed, his mother overheard him tell someone on the phone, if you're right with the Lord, you don't have to be afraid to die. So is Well, I've heard people say that, though. Very. Just randomly throughout the day? No. Christian people. Having a conversation about that kind of stuff. I've heard them say that, I guess. Well, like if you just die randomly. I'm saying it's not something you would say just exclusively if you thought you were going to die. I would think that there's other things you would be saying other than that. Oh, yeah. I get me. Well, you, the, way they, the way that it says that he said that, too, it wouldn't be that it would. It sounds like he was talking to someone else thinking that they're going to be dead. That's what I mean. I mean, it's not if if it was you that thought you were going to die or be hurt, you wouldn't say that. It's not like a self awareness. Unless somebody was asking you if you were afraid of something, and then you say no. If you're right with the Lord, you're not afraid to die. 
No. Nah. <coughs> sure, yeah, we don't know what I the think, other side of the conversation was. Yeah, this sounds more like that, I think. Eh, possibly. Well, uh, his friend Brenda, that he was with the night that he was murdered, claims that he told at least one other person that he believed he was about to be blackmailed, but did not re- reveal the reason. So if she's if she's saying that, I mean, she's the person that he revealed that that to, right? You would think. You would assume. So uh, we know that he received at least two more strange phone calls at Acme in the hours before that he was murdered. Brenda claims that in one of those conversations, Gary slammed down the phone, which was very out of his character. Another employee overheard Gary on the phone that night trying to persuade someone to come to Acme if they wanted to talk about this. See, there again. If you thought someone was going to kill you, I don't know that you'd invite them to work unless... You wanted everyone to be aware that they were trying to kill you. Right. Like, that's kind of the, I've given up every other opportunity now because I'm, I'm out of options. I'm going to just tell them to come here because I don't want to die in a porn shop right. parking well, lot. Seemingly disheartened, the, the, Gary's friend says that he reluctantly told the caller, I'll meet you there, which we know now, I guess, is the porn shop. Mm-hmm. Brenda believes that Gary was set up to be murdered in the parking lot of the adult bookstore as a way to discredit and embarrass him in his death because the next day's front page headline read, Kumru Man Murdered at Adult Bookshop. The shop has since been demolished to make way for a new stretch of highway along Route 22. Gary's stepfather, Robert Smith, believed the killer was a rival gospel promoter and his associates who envied Gary's success at lining up performers, who universally seemed to adore and respect Gary. I think it was jealousy, Bob said. All the evidence keeps pointing to these people. Kumru Detective H. Rob Wanner said the family's theory about a gospel rival is a strong possibility. Well, now, gospel music, gangland-style murder in Kumru Township, Pennsylvania. That's really what we're saying right now. That's what the detective said. That's what the detective no. and his He's stepdad said that. He thinks it's a strong possibility. It was his stepdad that really said that, and his the detective says it was a p- strong possibility. Have we looked into who this person is or these people? Uh, I did look into it. It was a little while ago. I don't. It was. The, I think it was the people out in Oklahoma. Remember, we mentioned that the uh, detective yeah. went the, as far oh, as Oklahoma. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, what would go- what gospel promoter from Oklahoma would be possibly be impacted by a night manager at Acme in Reading? That was just his day job, and I mean, you got no. Think, it was his night job. It was his job. job. Yeah, it was <laughs> his job job. So, okay then. If okay then. So he had a job. Let's say he was making 50, probably at that time like thirty, 30 or forty yeah, thousand a year. But living with his parents probably doesn't have any bills besides his incredible porn addiction. <laughs> no, no porn addiction. We don't I, know. We, we don't, don't know, know. But I mean, speculated they, though. No, there's no Heavy speculation. No, there's only speculation written. is that he's never been to a por- that porn shop before. Right. That was no. Why would you no just written. randomly agree to meet at a porn shop? I mean, it had to be close to his house. I'm sure he drove. At that time, 222 wasn't split down the middle. You could, going that way, you could just cross the highway there. I get that. I just, the whole thing just. It was just a two-lane road at that time. It wasn't It wasn't a four-lane highway like it is now. I just don't understand. I'm sure he lived very close to there. It was something that he probably drove past all the time. Okay, so back to what I was saying. So he's making thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars. He as had a I, manager. I, I read that uh, this was in '99, right? That he got killed. 
Uh, I read somewhere that he had a, a fairly new car. He had a ni- 1997 uh, Mercury Cougar at the time. So, I mean. It's a bitch and ride. At that time, I mean, that was a pretty mm-hmm. nice. With yeah. the uh, the land, I think it's called a Landau top. I think Ooh. Pop had one of them. Uh, I think Skeeter had one. Well, maybe it was Skeeter. So that sums that up then. <laughs> it was a nice car at that time. For a middle-aged right. uh, night manager at Acme, yeah. Right. However, he had another job that he was apparently making a good amount of money at because somebody wanted him dead over it. He also worked at Days In. He was in Chillington. Uh, what, he's, he's an auditor there, night auditor. What does okay. that mean? I don't even understand what that is, yeah. So where where did the money, where does where does his money go? But I just think too with uh you said like the gangland style gospel killing, it has to be a small market for those gospel music promoters. Yeah, in Berks County I'd imagine, well, I think, but not when you're talking about I think Oklahoma as well. Why? Because I mean how many popular gospel acts are there? A f- how Name how much one. gospel do you listen to? Zero. Right. So I don't know that how much do you think I listen to? More so we're not the gospel there's, experts. There's However, I'd imagine there's a pile of them out west. There is a fair, there, especially in like bluegrass music and stuff. There's a big, you know, like oh, yeah, gospel's gospel. big in that. There's, a, there's, gospel's fairly I mean, big. Casey was a in, promoter. Yeah. Oh, Casey was even a promoter. I was. Yeah. I mean, and he it, wasn't murdered. No, but it is. Good it, it is a very hard business. Like I'm not gonna lie, it's not easy to get jobs. Four people. Also for, not easy for, to get murdered. Have you ever Expe- thought of hurting someone for no. a job? Well, <laughs> um, but especially, you know, we don't know the bands that he was booking and stuff like that, but especially when uh, bands are asking for a large amount of money, and you know, it's there's a lot of a lot that goes into it. So he was never married. Detective Warner uh, was unable to find any romantic partners. However, we've... The elephant in the room. I mean, if he was blackmailed, it was most likely about something sexuality related or something that would question his something considered deviant at the time. Somebody right. had to keep in mind this is twenty years ago, right? Nineteen ninety nine. So it wasn't. A, the, we've come a long way in our progressive views as a country. Uh, even I'm sure in the gospel aspect of things. All right. In two thousand four, Detective Warner presented the case to the Viodec Society which is a Philadelphia-based group of crime-solving buffs, many of whom are former law enforcement officers and prosecutors. Uh, Warner says several society members gave helpful direction and suggested leads, but it would be great if someone came forward. Without someone giving us information, the case may never be solved. His sister, Gail, thinks that the man who hired the the killer died several years ago of liver cancer. We don't have a name, though. Yeah, when she says that, does she have a name to that? Well, she didn't. In in anything that I've read, she doesn't release the name of that. Okay. But they do believe that the the killer was somebody... They they think the the killer was hired by someone. Oh. But the lady that died of liver cancer was probably the one that hired them. Not the one well, that pulled the actual trigger. Well, it doesn't say if it was a lady trigger. or not. It just says... No, no, it, no. Oh, the man who hired the killer died. That's not what I'm saying, ago. lady. I'm saying... Yeah. Oh, the ga- the man who hired the killer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That well, I mean, sense. how many... She has to be referring to a gospel promoter. So you just Google early 2000s gospel music promoters who liver died of cancer. liver cancer. Yeah. 
and see who she's talking oh, about. Oh, look it up in the liver cancer database. <laughs> no, the gospel. <laughs> yeah. Gospel liver database. Got, I mean, I'm oh, sure that... Gospel liver database. That we probably said, wouldn't be too hard to find. Probably it, yeah. right? As a column. You're right, Kenny. Gary's mom died in 2009 of natural causes and never got to see justice for her son's death. His stepfather also passed away. I think he was 98 in uh, 2018. Is his name really Bob Smith, or did you yeah, just Robert, use that as a placeholder? Robert Smith. Gary's half-sister, Robin, uh, her husband, John, and their three daughters were all killed in a plane crash February 3rd of 2006. The family's plane that John was piloting crashed on a family trip from their home in Ewing, New Jersey, to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Yeah, so now uh, the only one uh, I think of uh, Gary's family that's left is Gail, his half-sister, Gail who I found out is now a gospel music promoter. The plot thickens. You don't think she just got him out of the way. She was just eliminating competition. Well, according to her Facebook, she only started being a gospel promoter in 2018, so it's not like she... Last year. So she waited 20 years. The situation would die down. Is she the one who has the Facebook group for Gary? Mm -hmm. She runs it. Clever. I mean, let's be honest. Case solved. If I killed you, I would wait 20 years to take over the roofing thing. Yeah, I would, I'd <laughs> wait 20 years to take over the Violet um, Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I'm back. <laughs> anyone, anyone with any information on this crime can call 877-373-9913 anytime or contact Crime Alert at its website, Alert. Burks.org. No one will ask the name of the caller, and you will be signed a code number. There's really no way that, I mean, let's let's be honest. Without somebody saying something, although there's no, the location that this happened doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. I mean, nobody's The murder left. scene is gone. Right. The building's gone. It's all 20 years ago. I mean. I'd like to know more about the actual shooting. Like, was the window up? Did he have the window rolled down? Well, it was, was he talking uh, to someone like the person that he was supposed to meet. How would you know any of that? Exactly. You'd I mean, it would be in the police report. No, it wouldn't be. How would anybody know that if there wasn't an eyewitness? Well, if the window was up, it'd be a bullet hole in it. Agreed. The window was down. Unless the window was shattered. I would say it was down. It was in August, so. But it could have shattered when the car hit the tree. Right. Or when you shot it. I mean. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it gives you a clue of, like, you know, was he talking to the person or not? Or did someone just walk up and shoot him? It could have been random. It could have, yeah. could have been anything. I mean, it probably wasn't random. It could have been gambling. It could have been money. I mean, it could have been drugs. It could have been women. It, that's it what I was been... like. Why did he go to the city of Reading first? Was, was, did he go into the city for drugs that he was supposed to meet somebody and drop that off? He could I mean, have been for all money. you know, he, yeah, he could have just gone for, who knows? Even... Let's say this, even if, like, look at it from today's perspective. Even if he w- even if he was shopping at the, even if he was buying whippets, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> if he was buying whippets in a porn magazine. Right. At that porn shop, and still doesn't, that doesn't explain or give anybody any right or reason no. to shoot him in the chest and leave him there. No. Again, was anything taken? No, I don't think so, because so he was shot, he drove his... It, it, he was shot. His car coasted down the highway into a tree through a fence. So, right. so they didn't. His wallet and all that shit would have been right. With him. 
His car was obviously there. Yeah, nothing was stolen. Somebody just murdered him and let him. That's crazy. But too, if it was if it was blackmail and they got something from him and then killed him, right. it had to be someone who he could easily identify. Right. It wouldn't have been anyone random. Yeah, ha- you would think it had to be somebody that he knew, or because he 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 said over the phone, "I'll meet you there." Meaning, we think the unless he met somebody in the city of Reading, something changed after that phone call. But there there weren't any. I mean, cell phones didn't really exist back then. Ninety nine. I mean, they they were mm. they there were, but there were some NECs going around. They were pretty pagers. Pagers. But it said he met up with a client to get their. Uh, what was it? Their new record? Did it say? He said he was he was, li- over. He was listening to one, a new record in the car, so he and going picked, over paperwork for like concerts or something. He could he have been talking to the person. I'll meet you there, and went and got picked that stuff up in Reading, and then did something else, and ended up in that parking lot. If you know anything, come forward. Let us know. But don't let us know. Go to the cops. Now let us know first. I don't want to know anything. I'd like to <laughs> know, know first. I'll know after you tell them, and, and I'll read about it in the paper, and we'll do another show. So, uh, any other theories on this one? Uh, I think he again. It's 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 almost impossible for me to have a theory on this. I think, I think it's completely possible that he owed somebody a large amount of money, or someone owed him a large amount of money. What do you think? Uh, Without seeing his financial records, it's impossible for me to determine that. I don't know that he had a gambling history. I don't know that he liked you know prostitutes or was. Uh, you know, the whole, I, I can't believe somebody would, black uh, blackmail a, a, it just doesn't make sense to me, that you would murder a guy connected to promoting gospel, not because of a, from a holier or, or any kind of stance like that. I just mean like, why does it, why, why, why does it matter so much to somebody that they kill somebody It's a super it? easy target though for blackmail. But you can't, like, Blackmail is something that you need the person alive for. I know that's what I'm saying, but <laughs> so blackmail the blackmail does. Make sense. If he does anything, they could try to use it against him in his gospel career. What, what would make more sense is he is owed money by them, and the only re- way for them to get rid of the debt is to wipe him out, or the only way to get him out of the equation entirely, like i.e. a bad business deal or a contract or agreement. All of those things, though, would have some sort of paperwork. Attached to them, uh, so like at the end of the day, if the de- detective's saying it, there's a good possibility, it sounds like there's probably a really good possibility that it's tied to his promotion within that network of people. If the guy's dead, then that's pretty much the end of the conversation. So it's just another dead Gary in Berks County, and we'll never know. <laughs> well, hopefully we know, for Gail's sake. At least he didn't have his ankles and. Wrist broken. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, I was thinking that like maybe somebody, uh, maybe somebody knew something about him, and they said that they wanted like this contract or whatever, and that was like the blackmail. You know what I'm saying? And he disagreed with them, and he, they shot him. Again, that's a lot. The risk, risk versus risk over reward. There doesn't make sense to me. Like if you would say, "Hey, I'm going to tell everybody that you're gay." It would, you know, in that in 1999 though, and he's like a, yeah, a Christian, him. not as much as a shot in the heart. Like presented with that, okay, then tell everybody. Then they then they're going to tell everybody. 
You're not going to, you don't say, hey, I'm going to tell everybody that you're gay and then I'm going to shoot you in the chest. That's not the way it works. Unless That's not tried, the way blackmail works. Unless he tried turning it around on him. How? Double blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> the old. The old double yeah. cross. Yeah. So. I don't know. Try, tune in next week to see if we find out. Well, uh, yeah, I don't. I, I don't we need to figure one. These, it's going to be an awfully depressing season if we don't get at least one of these solved. Well, we're trying. Get ready to be depressed. We need to find. Maybe pick an easier target. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that has any tips, like I said, uh, or any information at all, call eight seven seven three seven three nine nine one three. Contact Crime Alert at its website, alertburks.org, or I'm sure uh, you could call the Kumru Police Department, and uh, they would be more than boy, happy to talk to you. Boy, do we have it. <laughs> boy, do they want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, too, uh, for anyone who has information, the message the Instagram page, like not actual information that you would go to the police with, but anything you've heard about the case. Sure. Yeah, we can talk our about Instagram? that. Yeah, our, our Instagram is, uh, I think it's Burks, Count, Burks Unsolved on Instagram. You message our page, and uh, we'll be uh, more than happy to talk about it on the next show. Any uh, information or thoughts, anything. All right. It's been emotional. Goodbye.